Are you a kiddo who dreams? Kinky dreams? Dreams of wearing pants like the ones you grew up with? Well, golly gee, dream no more. Kinky Dreams specializes in printing cute vintage designs of diaper prints, superheroes, and cartoon characters on adult diapers. These handcrafted pants will leave you feeling your full baby fantasy. If you want to get your grabby hands on one of these one-of-a-kind diapers, make sure to use promo code PLAYTIME for 10% off all Kinky Dreams products. Kinky Dreams, making your little dreams come true. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsies Nook, I want to talk about two new diaper designs from Crinkles Diapers, plus how shipping delays are making it hard for both diaper companies and the babies that love to shop from them. Shipping delays are creating a padding problem in our community. The COVID-19 pandemic wreaked havoc on global supply chains. In the U.S., 60% of consumers report being unable to get a product due to shortages. That is according to an analytic company, Galliup News. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, COVID-19 caused supply chains disruptions and delays for nearly 40% of small businesses in the United States. I bring this up because I have seen a number of posts on Twitter of ABDLs complaining about diaper stocks and order delays from various ABDL companies. Ranch Skywalker on Twitter posted, quote, Tykables, what the hell is going on with your diaper stock? It's been completely out aside from pre-sales for a diaper that doesn't even exist yet for like the past month. Are y'all going out of business? If so, it feels unethical to take pre-order money. End quote. The diaper the Twitter user is referring to is Tykables' new Waddler. Tykables responded saying that the entire world's logistics are messed up. The tweet explained that a normal shipment takes about 35 days to complete, and at the time of the post, the company was on day 67. Days later, Tykables sent out an email saying multiple shipments are on the way. That includes diapers along with the waddlers and clothing pre-orders. The company expects multiple shipments to arrive by the end of July and early August. Many are worried if they will get their grabby hands on the new diaper before summer cap, which is July 28th through the 31st. Tykable says if the shipment arrives during summer cap, they expect to be caught up on all Waddler orders shortly after August 1st. And it's not just Tykables that is feeling the brunt of the shipping delays. Crinkles Diapers has new designs for two new diapers. However, due to an unexpected release of the designs, Crinkles hopes to release the new diapers to customers in Europe in the next couple of weeks. However, shipments to the U.S. are too expensive and vessels that could be used are fully booked until August. Ha! It's no secret that I'm a Megasoka. Sometimes I just put on a diaper, drink a little water, and bam! I'm leaking all over the place. And I'm left thinking, is it me? Am I the Soka? And then I found North Shore's Megamaxes. Have you seen them? They say they can last up to 12 hours. 12 hours! I know! And they come in a variety of colors like white, pink, tie-dye, and blue. My favorites is blue. And the best part is, it's anti-odor, so I can be my little stinker self all I want. If you want to get your grabby hands on them, just look in the show notes of this episode. I got you. It's like what North Shore always says. Be dry. Be confident. Be you.
When Crinkles announced that they will be releasing two new diapers, I thought it would be fun to bring in JP, co-owner of Crinkles, and Mommy Black, the social media manager at Crinkles, into Newsy's Nook to talk about the new designs. We also go over a big topic, making diapers more sustainable. JP goes over ways he has tried to make his diapers more eco-friendly. So I hope you don't get too hyper as we talk about the Crinkles Buccaneer and Crinkles Fairy Tale diapers. <laughs> So after a number of years of having the same prints out there, um, we've been thinking about for a long time, actually since uh, third quarter of 2019, what we may do in terms of new designs. Also asked the community at Capcom, did a survey on what would be liked and how we felt about it. And we also thought that uh, we wanted to do something that didn't follow the run-of-the-mill gender stereotypes and be somewhat more inclusive and now we have pride month so that fits the topic quite well i think um and the designs we chose were one called buccaneer so pirate theme basically Ooh. and the other one is uh, what we call fairy tale since we didn't want to go with the traditional kind of princess thing we we also mixed up genders a little bit there to not have the knight in shining armor in the traditional sense, but we made Leah our lioness, the knight in shining armor, uh, to keep everything a little bit more fluid and in line with the people that we encounter in the community as well. Make everybody feel a bit more at home and uh, be more inclusive. So the two new designs, just to give it again, Buccaneers, which is like a pirates kind of theme, like little sail, like are they gonna have like little pirate ships on them or something? Um, yeah, it's. You see, oh. we, we all already did a pirate theme at Capcom 10. Mm -hmm. um, and the response was quite cool, quite good. People liked it. We liked it. I ran around with uh, the big old golden earring and my uh, captain's hat <laughs> at our booth. Mm -hmm. So that, that was cool. Um, I, I wanted to, to actually put a, an original pirate ship, like the Queen Anne's Revenge or... Um, something along those lines on the, on the poly bag as well. But then Marcy was all, no, you can't do that. It's too elaborate. Uh, it doesn't fit with the theme. But being a sailor myself, I had these things going on like, no, we can't put a, a rope with a knot at the end on an anchor line. There needs to be a splice there. Otherwise, it doesn't feel authentic. And I'm very German and anal about such things um, as I'm carved from sausage. So like, no, this is not happening on my boat. But then people convinced me I have to be a little bit more lenient and cartoonish on all this stuff. So you Which were running around. So you were running around the last Capcom, basically showing off the new design, and no one knew about it. I guess you could say that no, in a way. It actually, it actually started <laughs> out with like a couple of um, weeks before Capcom is when um, we decided to go to Capcom, and we were thinking, okay, Capcom ten. We wanted to have merchandise for Capcom mm -hmm. ten, and so we were thinking, oh, X, okay. X, oh my God, pirates, we both love pirates. So we were like, let's do a, some sort of pirate theme. And it wasn't really, I think our, our initial um, new diaper was, and I say our, it's it's JP's totally. I'm just like very bossy and wanna like, you know, mm -hmm. put my stank on everything. But um, we were like, let's do this whole pirate theme where it's like X marks the spot on, on this map. It'll be super cute. And it wasn't our intention to really go with like pirates because we were working on the fairy tale pink diaper first. But that was just us really kind of being like childlike and being like, yes. And then people were like, we had like this entire, entire booth that had a huge X 
in front of the booth and it was just like this pirate flag and like all this really cool stuff and people really responded to it and they were like oh is this the new diaper and and we were and the, we couldn't say anything, you know, because JP was like, we mustn't say anything until they are being released, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> like we cannot. <clears throat> so I was, um, so we were like, okay, okay, let's focus on the pink diaper first. But then people kept, you know, really being responsive to this pirate thing. And who doesn't really, who doesn't love pirates? Pirates are amazing. Um, so that was kind of also on the back burner too. And that's kind of how the pirate one developed. It ended up being a completely different um, design in the end from the initial like t-shirts and um, stickers and all the stuff that we did. Um, but yeah, that's how, it, that's how it started. That's fascinating. The design process also took a, a long time, much longer than we anticipated because- Marcy, yeah. And Marcy we just needed... ran with it. Yeah, but we needed to figure out um, we needed to figure out how the design would work because we didn't want to do the, yeah. the same thing over again, yes. and um, we wanted to lean more towards what we initially did because so many people kept saying bring back the old crinkles design, and of course that was, would have been a little bit boring. Um, For but those that don't of, know, what 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 was the old crinkles design? So the old crinkles design was. Uh, not the classic ones with the borders along the uh, the sides. Okay. But it featured rather modern artish big characters, so very large characters in comparison. Mm -hmm. um, so there were, it was a somewhat bolder design, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And we felt okay, since so many people want the old design back, then let's go with that design vibe again. So you have a bit more of an option if you want to have. The stuff we've been doing for the last, I don't know, like probably five years at this point, or if they want to go retro, but with new designs, so to speak, yeah. because I think nobody else has these big characters on their diapers right now, which is also something different. And we like to do things a little differently. And they were, they're cute because they're like, they make, when you have them on littles, it makes the little look so tiny because they're these huge prints, you know, these huge characters. So oh, I thought that, that was really kind of a, a kind of a unique, a unique thing too in seeing them, you know. Yeah, and then kudos for a pirates theme. I, not I can't think of off the top of my head who like a diaper, an adult diaper that has a pirates theme on that. So that's kind of so obvious, but so out of the box too. Well, there's there's one that came out recently from uh, in France, uh -huh. um, but it's it's got very small characters and it was. It came out way after we did all our stuff and we're running way behind. And you probably know the skull and crossbones ones that have been on the market for quite a while, but that's, that's even right. a little, mm -hmm. I don't know, a little um, um, black and whitish, not very colorful this and stuff. So you yeah. want to do something different, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think we went into it thinking like what other people were doing. It was just like, this is super cute. And like um, then talking to Marcy about it, she just, she just read her designs are so amazing so we would like give her kind of an idea of like this is these are the things that we kind of wanted in in the diaper and she just made these amazing amazingly cute 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 designs like ridiculous right. the ridiculously cute let's do a little sidetrack right now let's talk in case people don't know because i didn't know before this interview marcy mcadams a furry art designer like talk about her what what is her reputation in in the furry space and what has she done for the crinkles company oh so she's uh 
um, a staple in, in the furry community. You could say if people, some people say, if you don't have a Marcy badge, you are not a baby fur. Mm. So she's she's very present at the different furry um, community gatherings at different cons. Uh, usually she sits there and will do um, convention commissions. She will also do um, larger commissions that aren't just a badge, but designs that you want of your own character. So she has uh, questions to ask what you want on it, has it described, and then she will go to her studio and draw it for you. So she's very well known, very well respected. And years and years ago, um, I contacted her and asked her if she wanted to do designs for our diapers, which she agreed to. So ever since then, we've, I've worked with her quite a bit. Um, she's also been in, in Germany here at um, Euro Ferns with me. We had a little booth together, which was great fun. And we looked at some of Germany together. So it was cool. I hope we can do that again sometime, maybe me visiting her in Canada or something along those lines. And she's a great artist. I mean, she she's um, just amazing to watch when she, she does her um, magic, so to speak. Very cool. So basically, if you have worn a Crinkles diaper recently, you have worn a Marcy design. Yes. They're all designed by Marcy. They're right? all designed by Marcy. Yeah. She's very much part of the company. Like, she's... She's a part of the Crinkles crew, definitely. I love yeah. that. Let's talk about yeah. the fairy tale diapers. So, like, give me give me a visual. If I if I close my eyes, what would I what would I see if I if I put one on? If you close your eyes, you're not gonna see anything. No, but like, help me help me visualize. That's that that's so, that German humor, isn't it? I know. That's it is, exactly. Yes. Okay, if I didn't close my eyes and I was staring and I was staring at myself in the mirror wearing this would new we... fairy tale diaper, what would I see? Well, when we first started talking about like a pink diaper, we were thinking, okay, what is like the softest, floofiest, like most kind of quote unquote girliest like diaper or diaper idea that we could think of and that's like princess like you think you know of little you know girl type thing it's a it's a princess but then um for me I really didn't like the idea of having um just going straight with like Leah being the princess that just seems so sexist to me mm -hmm. and I was thinking like from from my perspective all of the littles that come in to our nursery like 98% of them love being fairy princesses. It doesn't matter what their gender is. It doesn't matter um, what their, anything like sex, anything like that. Everybody just loves being a princess. So I, I remember sitting with JP and just being like, hey, I have an idea, you know, since Crinkles, it tends to be the main kind of character. Why don't we put, make Crinkles be the fairy princess? And it took him, I didn't think he was going to, because he's very, very German, and I didn't think he was going to go for it. And it took him all of like 10 seconds to be like, yeah, let's do that. And then it just, again, we gave it to Marcy. And so you're going to see Crinkles as this adorable fairy princess with like a little wand, like the little skirt, and just adorable. Like it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And so there are all of these kind of, you know, all of the different characters are in all of these different iterations of like a fairy tale type thing. Like, um, um, what else is there, JP? Oh, so you got Leah as a knight in shining armor with little hearts on her. 
<clears throat> and a little bow on her tail, which is kind of cute. And, and that is, again, because we didn't want to go with those stereotypes that, and we wanted her to be the, the strong character in this and mm -hmm. mix it up a little bit. Um, and since we like it to be functional, we put some uh, little rainbows with stars on it so you can aim the tapes better and make them symmetrical. Oh, which is always a little, a little uh, thing when you're when you're diapering yourself or being diapered. It always helps to have a visual reference to put them on in the right place. You know what? Someone should create a diaper, and I know this would be like super controversial, but like put tabs here, right? Help the littles out, like on the actual diaper, like I'll like, put tabs. Like, like a little that says, put tabs here. Right, exactly. So like, bam. So yeah. we bam. we did we did have that on the. Uh, Crinkles version one. Uh huh. Um, oh, we, okay. we did have sort of two lines, like like an, set up like an X, uh -huh. where you could actually put the tapes into those fields and would fit quite well with numbers. I think we did numbers on them, um, so you you could pick the same numbers and the tapes would go there. So uh, yeah, that's but, what Crinkles has. They have those lines on each one, so you can adjust them to the same lines each time you diaper yourself. Right. I always think those are so helpful, and then. So you, you were saying that, like, you know, Capcom X marks the spot that kind of inspired the Buccaneers diaper. But what inspired the fairy tale diaper? Well, yeah. Just littles yeah. in general. And it, it fit pretty well. Yeah, exactly. The, like I was saying, the people who came into the nursery or the people that we, like, were um, playing with. Um, so across the spectrum of, like, from littles who are like um, um, non-sexual, like age regressors, wanting to be just sweet and cute. Um, they like pink diapers to all the way to like uh, dark nursery play with like um, sissies um, and sissy babies and stuff like that. They really like it for a very different reason. So my experience was that it was just across the board, people really liked like a pink kind of Effeminate diaper. Yeah, but we we didn't want to do it so effeminate because we wanted to be more inclusive. So that's also why we wanted to set it apart a little bit. And, yeah, and no, say, exactly. Look, we want to do something that that is more open, so to speak, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And also yeah. fit in with the pride theme a little bit. Let's talk about I you know some I know diapers will always put like how much milliliters and stuff, but not giving out numbers. But like, are these new diapers going to be just as absorbent as your other Crinkles diapers? Yeah. Or are they going to be even more be, absorbent? Um, they're going to be using the same absorbent course. The only thing that's going to change is um, is the. Uh, design uh, the rest is going to stay the same got it so the the size so if you've worn a crinkles diaper if you loved the sizing if you loved the yeah. absorbency you're going to get all that just going to have new designs yeah and, and this this whole absorbency thing is something that bugs me anyway because there's so so many misconceptions around it. it's a, one of my pet peeves because many people put out all these numbers like seven thousand mil six thousand mil but what does it actually mean uh, unless you add a meaningful test standard to that it's not a meaningful number you can do it with water you can do it with saline solution um, and that will give you very different results so if you want to have a meaningful absorbency rating you need to use a standardized test such as the iso test um, and another standardized test we use is the abl test which is uh, absorbency before leakage which uses a, a test dummy with a predefined 
um, voiding point and the dummy is then also rotated to its side and you measure how much liquid it can absorb. So basically urine simulant uh, until the product leaks. And this is basically a real world absorbency in a laying down situation. So I would really wish the community to be more vigilant when it comes to these absorbency ratings and, and think about what is actually what these numbers actually mean, unless there's a recognized international, preferably test standard attached to it. For me, the number has no meaning. I totally agree with you. Because anytime I read like, oh, it holds a bajillion milliliters. I'm like, what's a bajillion milliliters? I don't know what that is. I'm a baby. But I yeah. like I like what you're saying, the um, before leakage test. Are, are you the, <laughs> who else does this test? Um, so because our stuff is fully medically certified and also covered by uh, a lot of insurance companies, um, we're required to perform all these different tests. Also, the rewet, meaning um, that once the diaper has been inundated with a, cer a certain amount of liquid, you let it sit for a little while, and then you apply pressure to it in the defined mm -hmm. area and measure how much press out you have to evaluate the absorbent core in terms of how wet will you be if you basically sit on the wet diaper. I didn't know all and, these tests were happening. That's well, insane. Well, if, if, if you do it right, then you do these tests because you want to have an idea of the actual product performance. And of course, if you want to compare stuff, you have to do it in a standardized manner. Since again, if you don't do it in a standardized laboratory manner, it's just fairy tales, Got but it. not the good kind. So because your diaper is, is medically tested <laughs> and it's covered by insurance, you were saying it's covered by insurances yeah we also have to run a um a medical grade quality management system uh -huh. uh, where we record incidences when performance isn't right uh, where we have to monitor where we are even required to record uh, deviations if there are any to medical authorities so it's a, a bit of a different ball game um it's all audited we also have to run dermatological tests where pieces of the diaper are placed under larger band-aid sort of setup it's called an occlusion test mm -hmm. so then uh, a person has to wear it for a certain amount of time to determine whether the product is hypoallergenic for example um, we had to do a lot of work with this whole california proposition 65 i think it is from the top of my head uh, okay. with all the with all the toxicity um the, the, the toxic chemicals there's a very long list and we had to go to our suppliers and investigate whether any of these substances were contained in the raw materials we use, um, including the inks. So for example, we can't use traditional solvents. We have to use alcohol as a solvent for the printing, which makes the print um, a little less durable than using full-on solvent printing. But if we were to use all these solvents, you'd always have residues on the, on the back sheets so on the outer shell of the diaper. And then we'd have to declare non-compliance with uh, California Proposition 65, which is not something we wanted to do with this kind of product. Don't you have like stricter um, parameters being that you guys are printing? Yeah, we have, we have all these the EU laws around it. For example, in, in the EU lately, um, a lot of color tattoos have been banned due to the pigments used. And it's a, it's a similar situation with the pigments you can buy to, to print diapers and the likes. Wow. So... Uh, yeah, it's, it's not a free-for-all. You have to abide by a lot of legislation, regulations, rules, a lot of red tape. But um, 
it also has its its upsides, of course. So when you hear all these littles like, why can't you just make a new design or make a new diaper? You're like, because there's like a bajillion miles of red tape I have to go through. It is It is not as easy as some people think. It's not like I send yes. a design to China and they send me back a container full yes. of diapers. Um, it's, it's a very different ballgame because we produce our stuff in Europe. Yeah. Very different. Mm, um, most of most of the components we use are made in Europe. The fluff pulp is made in the USA because uh, it's actually the best fluff pulp you can get on the market right now. Is that just the fluffy um, stuff that absorbs the liquid? Is that the the, um, the meaty part of the diaper? Yeah, so that is the meaty part, and then you also have the sap, the super absorbent polymer, um, which is the the chemical, so to speak. It's uh, it's a special chemical compound that can take uh, a, several times its weight in liquid and retain it. Um, so the fluff pulp is basically there for the distribution of the liquid. You need long fibered fluff pulp. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the, the candle effect. When the wick of the candle draws in the wax, the molten wax to the flame, it's basically the same effect oh, that, okay. that you need uh, long fibers to distribute the wetness um, in conjunction with your acquisition and distribution layer, which also helps with that. And there are different approaches to that. And some people told us, oh, you don't have an ADL. Yeah, we do have an ADL, but ours is white. So if you take our diaper apart or if you shine a UV light on it, you will see the ADL. That's that strip in the middle that you'll see with other diapers that are like cute and pink or purple or whatever. So Crinkles has it. It's just, <laughs> That's crazy. you're like, what? I, didn't, I know. I didn't <laughs> I, know I've all this is happening. <laughs> Yeah, the sap, the sap stuff, right, JP, is like, um, you know when you have those little, yes, like, yes, yes, grow, yes. like, uh-huh. you have, like, a little grow fish or whatever, you stick it in water, like, it looks plastic, you oh. stick it in water, and then it grows, that's kind of what it is, except they're little tiny, like, crystally things, so that's what, and it, like, that's what makes it when, like, you pee in a diaper, um, that your diaper, like, swells, it's just all of these little tiny pieces of, you know, plasticky stuff that are, are holding that water in. It also makes the diaper so squishy. Got it. So those are the, so, so what are they called again? Uh, super absorbent polymers or SAP for short. SAP or SAPs. Oh, that's such a cute little name for them. SAPs. They are problematic though. I, I wish we could we could do something about them because uh, a lot of the plastic used in the diapers are hard to compost. Um, some figures say that if you have a disposable diaper, it's going to take you 500 years for it to biodegrade. Um, so we'd really like to, to do better and do something different. But uh, as of now, everything we've investigated didn't yield the performance we needed. For example, we did, we did some prototypes that had uh, biodegradable film on them. But the, um, the shelf life of, of the prototypes was such that we couldn't sell it because all of a sudden they would start falling apart. Mm. Yeah, that's the cool thing about JP is that he's always, he's very environmentally friendly. So he's always looking for better ways um, um, to make the diapers either, either like degrade, like help the environment so they're not like polluting everything. And he was even looking into, um, there's a program in, where is it where they're making the, the roads? I think it was in Wales. Know. So there, there are all these little steps for diaper recycling and what to do about it, collections. Um, in Germany, for example, there's a, uh, in the Lake Constance region, there is a dedicated incineration facility that collects um, the diapers from all the nursing homes, all the 
disabled people's homes around the area and then incinerates them for uh, the caloric value, so the heat you can generate through them. Um, and then there have been efforts to uh, to recycle the diapers, extract the plastic from the Fater group in Italy. Mm -hmm. um, so there, there are all these all these different things, but nothing really works. At least nothing we know of really works. The yeah, road. but it's, it, the road is still down cycling it. So you basically take it, you wash it, you you turn it into plastic, you use the plastic as a as a glue. But in my book, that is down cycling because you can turn it into something akin to uh, a virgin material application with it. We also mm -hmm. looked into into using different wraps for the skids that we use, um, whether we could re, uh, use recycled materials for that. Uh, but it turns out that we would have needed like 30, 40% more plastic to wrap the skids then due to the mechanic properties, the mechanical properties of the material once it is recycled. So it's it's a difficult topic. What we, we try to do it um, in, in terms of investigating it and, and trying to find better ways. Like when you, when you look at the packaging that we use, we deliberately made it in such a way that, um, first of all, we squeeze as many diapers in there as possible so that you get 60 in a case to minimize the footprint when you transport it, but also in terms of the box itself, um, that you can just put the shipping label on top of it instead of having to use a separate box for um, the discreteness requirements that are apparently involved. Mm -hmm. um, so as to avoid this additional cardboard waste that is totally avoidable. And on the sides of, of our boxes, you only find barcodes and the mailman is not going to be interested in the barcodes on the package. So, uh, but we need that for, for stock, for stock keeping purpose for inventory so that you can scan it and say, okay, this is that instead of having to unpack the entire skid or stuff like that. Wow. So, yeah. So when you get the crinkles diapers and you're pulling them out, they'll seem like they're they're super, you know, super tiny, but they're not. They're just compacted to heck. And if you like kind of hold one diaper, a crinkles and a different diaper, you'll notice that the crinkles is denser and it's heavier. It's just because it's been squished. And if you let it kind of, if you kind of fluff it up a little bit, you'll notice that they're actually like way bigger than the other diapers who were just kind of like tend to a pack and just open and, you know, packed by hand. There's our machine packed, which is why and they're when, like squished. Oh, okay. And uh, when you when you look at the EDISC test that was run, to give you a very concrete example, um, despite this perceived a disc, I'm sorry, this is my this is my sausage talking here. Um, <laughs> so they they did a comparison of a rather scientific test in comparison to many others, and despite this perceived thinness of our diapers, we beat all the competition that was um, also in this test on absorbency not only with, with water, but also in a saline solution test. So, so your diaper claims, held the most, most had the most absorbencies that is the, like the layman's term of saying that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we got the highest absorbency rating on the test and we also got the highest um, bank for the bucks, so to speak, for the better dry diapers. We have to make the crinkles a little bit more expensive because, uh, because of the additional logistics involved in the printing. Um, oh, versus like your typical white medical diaper. Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Okay. Yes, it is. It is more involved because we have to, we have to take it to high quality printing facilities. Um, since normally, uh, on most diaper production lines, you can probably print two colors in line. So during the production, 
but mm -hmm. we have a lot more than two colors. So we have to use different facilities and truck the stuff around to get it printed. Um, otherwise it would be a much more dull and limited design. And even with all of that, yeah, it's, they're way less expensive than any of the other ABTL um, divers on the market. On the topic of printing, you know, ABU came out with their positional printing. Do the, will your, will your new diapers have positional printing on them? Um, we would like to do positional printing at some point in time, but per currently we don't have the production facilities to do that because mm -hmm. um, it is uh, not really foreseen on any adult diaper production line. So this is um, an add-on because uh, for, for the most part, adult diapers don't require that. Got it. Got it. It's still super cute designs. It is. So yeah. cute. I mean, what a world we live in now where like now we have so many options Exactly. Or diapers. And just to exactly. like, just to wrap up the, um, the recyclable part, because I know that's a big topic on for a lot of people. I, I hear it all the time here and there of people saying like, oh, I want a more, you know, eco-friendly diaper. But then after hearing you, it kind of seems like you're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place. And yep. if there's going to be change, it seems like it's not the diaper it's not you, the diaper company, that's going to make that change. It's almost like we need to find more resources that are out of your control. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? So what, what we would need is better raw materials because mm -hmm. um, if, if there were better raw materials, we, we would use them. We've trialed some different ones. Um, something that's been exciting me was new super absorbers slowly starting to enter the market that are no longer petroleum-based. Um, so that is cool because it would cut down the time um, it, it takes to, for the super absorber to biodegrade by a wide margin instead of centuries, probably down to several years. Um, same, same thing with the, the back sheet materials. Um, you just don't get anything with the mechanical properties you would require for a good diaper. Because of course you don't want to have it rip. You don't want to have it uh, fall apart all of a sudden while it's sitting on your shelf and all these all these aspects need a lot more work. Um, on the other hand, too, there have been, there's been progress with different kinds of enzymes for breaking down the plastics used. Um, because what you, what you don't want to have is a recycling process that requires a lot of energy to be put into it, because then the whole recycling no longer makes sense either energetically. Um, there's a lot of active research going on there as well. However, if you still need petroleum-based resources to build the product, that again is a problem. So um, we're, we're very actively looking around for, for different ways on how we can improve this. But right now the raw materials and half fabricate suppliers that we're using aren't ready to supply us with anything that is adequate. We also tried reusable tapes before that would provide mechanical adhesion um, so that you would get just one set of tapes for, for the entire pack of diapers so that you could just reapply but it turned out that the, that the uh, adhesion strength was completely useless for this application. Mm. So yeah, we've, we've tried a lot of things behind the scenes that we don't tell people about, but that is very dear to our, to our hearts here. Um, and like yesterday when, when it was trash day over here, I took out my, my diaper trash. I have this huge uh, diaper pail <laughs> that, that I just dumped my stuff in. and dumpster full of diapers. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what you call. I've 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 had that thing for I don't know fifteen years or something. Yeah, like what's what's it called? Baby diaper pail. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's it's called 
diaper champ that uses regular trash bags, which is why I like it. Um, so uh, I, I use that to collect them. And then, um, then I look at the trash bag after, after a week or so, I'm like, that's a lot of trash, my Lord. So uh, that's, it always makes my heart ache because it's just so much. And I don't even wear it 24 seven usually. Sometimes I do when I have real, uh, when I, when I do have trouble. Um, so which he is, has incontinence issues, which is yeah. what started him doing the diapers. Oh, I love that. Well, I love, well, I love that, uh, that like you took something that, you know, you're going through and it mm -hmm. helps dictate, you know, how you approach exactly. your, your diaper making. Um, and then, yes. of course, we were talking about, uh, just to keep on the topic of supplies, just for a hot second, how you were talking about something that I wasn't aware of, how like face, the products that you make face masks with and the, and the products that you make diapers with are very similar. And so because of COVID, there was a huge rush to make face masks. And that's why it's kind of hard to make, to make diapers right now is because those, those, what you make it for a face mask and what you make for diapers is very similar. That's yeah. crazy. So, so uh, you have these these non-woven materials. Um, usually, they're they're blown hot melt, where you get these these membranes um, made out of hot melt material, which is plastic. And as you probably know, it's it's used in surgical face masks. It's used in FFP2 masks. You have the elastics that is also a, a competitor for diaper resource because you need the elastics in the lac gathers. You need the elastics in the leakage barriers. You need them um, for the front and back of the diaper and all this stuff, all the elastics, all the non-woven in particular is all stuff that you're competing with all these different companies making face masks and more surgical gowns and, and that type of thing, hazmat suits. So the suppliers weren't really prepared for this level of demand. And now very few new suppliers have entered the market. Usually they just set up manufacturing plans for the face masks, now not anymore or not as much as it used to, but you still have this highly increased demand for all these medical supplies and you're in direct competition with them. And of course the medical stuff can pay more than you, you can pay for your diapers, um, which aggravates the whole situation we're in right now where we have uh, significantly increased logistical costs. Uh, shipping is crazy right now, outright crazy. Rates have more than doubled, they've tripled, quadrupled in some cases. Um, you can't get trucks reliably anymore. Everything just takes forever. And the suppliers are also up in arms because they can't get raw materials as well. Like cardboard is hard to get. Everything is hard to get right now. It's really crazy. I've never had that before. Plus with your, the Ukraine and, um, and Russia thing, that's got to be limiting resources too. Yeah, so what, what we noticed was ever since the Ukraine war started, there are a lot fewer truck drivers available in Europe, which causes trouble in terms of when are you able to pick up your products somewhere and truck it somewhere? Because a lot of truck drivers are from Ukraine that used to work in the EU and now they're more or less gone. And that left a huge gap in the whole, whole supply chain. Mm. So when you, so when you hear people that are like, Oh, I ordered my diaper two weeks ago and it hasn't arrived yet. There is a, there's a world. There's uh, a issues that that yes. they're not taking into account. Yeah, but they're babies. Well, that's why. <laughs> but they're babies. No, but, but I, they're I, little. I, I can't blame them, but uh, then again, these these issues are all all over the place, and we're really trying to um, 
to mitigate them, but there's only so much we can do because we depend on so many external factors as well. And um, it's, it's just so complex in some ways. We've wanted to put up a new website for the US ourselves mm -hmm. for a long time now, but um, just the logistics, modeling the shipping rates and stuff that we have has turned out so complex for, for setting up such a shop that it's over a year delayed by now because we tried before and spent quite a lot of money on having a website built that would be more suitable to the US market only to find out that it couldn't accommodate the tax requirements as well as the, the, the logistics requirements in the US. So it didn't work at all. We just threw the money out the window, unfortunately. We couldn't recover it. So now we said before we approach this project again, we want to have the tax side as well as the shipping cost side figured out because we actually charge for the shipping cost because we feel it's more equitable to people. We want to encourage ordering locally um, instead of kind of lumping it all together and giving you a flat rate. Um, also, due to the reason that do you really have to have your stuff shipped across the US as one parcel? Would it make more sense to put them on a train and, and train them over uh, to some warehouse that is closer to you? So um, yeah, that's, that's the thinking behind that to just encourage people to think more about the environmental footprint that they generate. We're littles. That's what's been interesting about um, in bringing um, JP more into a, a, a US kind of thought process is he doesn't understand why, why we are very like, no, I want it. And now we're so used to getting things quickly, like through Amazon within two days and, you know, just our, our um, ideas that it's almost, we have in the US very entitled, entitled kind of um, outlooks of like, you know, we feel like we should have a right to say anything and whatever. And so JP coming from Europe is like, I don't understand why people can't wait. And like, it's, it's just a very different mentality. Um, so him kind of learning more about US, the US and kind of how we see things and, and recognizing that we're not trying to be, we from the US aren't trying to be rude in what we're saying. We're just, we just want to express ourselves and to not really take it to heart, but just hear us, um, but don't react. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. And I like, what a, and you know I what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. I, Cause you know, I know, um, you know, just, let's just take the example for when ABU came out with those two new diapers and, you know, they got picked up a whole, like they sold out immediately and yeah. everyone was like, oh, I ordered them like three weeks ago and I still haven't got them. And in my head, I'm just like, like, come on. Like they're it's like, just, they're yeah. shipping all over the whole world. They're, we're in the middle exactly. of a pandemic. Like, yeah. let's just like hold off a second. And then I think it's super, ad I think it's super cool that like you take the, you take the, the road of like, how could I do this more, you know, more eco-friendly? Like, I, I don't know, that doesn't get talked about a lot in this community or it gets talked about a lot, but like not into practice. And I think it's super cool yeah. that like you put, you're putting it into practice. He absolutely does. All right, JP, in wrapping up, where do you see Crinkles going in the next five years or where do you want it to go? If, if we're in fairy tale land, fittingly for, for the new designs that we have, I would like to um, have more control over our production facilities. Um, I would like to be able to use more biodegradable substances that are more environmentally friendly. 
and uh, also be able to serve our customers in North America better with the new websites, with, uh, with some new items that people like. So that, that is where I would like to go with this. And uh, um, yeah, let's see. We, we have a bunch of ideas also for the incontinent stuff, but um, it's always much more difficult than people realize. We've, we've learned so many different projects, um, innovative projects that turned out to be so much more difficult than what we had hoped for. Uh, and I hope we will find some morsels of goodness of stuff that is actually successful and that we can bring to market over time. Um, and yeah, that, that is my wish that we go to a more sustainable future with the product so that the ABDL community doesn't sit on this huge pile of diaper trash anymore. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, JP and Mommy Black for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about the two new designs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One quick correction during the interview when JP is talking about the similarities between the materials that make a face mask and a diaper, he said blown hot melt instead of melt blown non-woven material. There you go. The more you know. All right, kiddos, before we go, make sure to check out my Twitter for the Newsies Nook giveaway. Four listeners could win one of four prizes from Tykables, ABU, and Playtime. Rules on how to enter can be found on my Twitter at NewsyBaby. You have until August 1st. All right, kiddos, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. how to read i don't know how to read but i heard playtime has a new bi-weekly online kink magazine it's called play zine yeah i heard if i knew how to read i could read about different fetish lifestyles events entertainment and news i guess i gotta go to the playtime website to practice my reading skills <laughs>